Oh, hello there. Quick question for you. Does taking a great brand or product photo feel like a code you simply can't crack? Do you want to give up trying to create visual assets for your business before you've even started? Well, you're about to discover the secrets to taking powerful brand and product photos while strategically sharing them in a way that will serve your bottom line without adding hours of learning to your already packed up calendar. If you're a business owner, maker, influencer, or affiliate marketer, you already know that showing up online with beautiful imagery is super important. That's why I created this free online training especially for you to level up your brand and create the kind of imagery that catches the eye of your customer, the kind of imagery you can be proud of. During this retraining, you will learn my four-step framework for taking brand and product photos that will help you improve your sales and attract more customers without being salesy. You will also learn the top four mistakes most people make with brand and product photos and why these mistakes are costing them major profits. So, are you ready to up-level your visual brand assets? I thought so. For a limited time only, grab your seat for my free training at kellylawson.ca slash free masterclass. That's kellylawson.ca slash free masterclass. I am so excited to be your teacher and I'll see you in class. I've dreamed of starting a podcast for years, but I kept putting it off. I told myself over and over that I wasn't ready. I didn't know what I was doing. I was scared that I'd embarrass myself. And who was I to host a show and teach things to entrepreneurs? On top of that, there are already 800,000 and counting podcasts on the market. What could I possibly add to an already overcrowded field? I had all the reservations. In this first ever episode of the Workshop Weekly Podcast, we're going to tackle the biggest barrier between you and your full potential, imposter syndrome. If you've ever felt like you're not good enough and everyone else knows it, well, listen in, my friend, because all of this ends for you today. You're listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. Around here, we believe that taking imperfect action rules. So we're creating space for you to dive in and fast track your success one workshop at a time. Now, refill your coffee cup, grab your notebook, and get ready to join in on your weekly training, listen to meaningful conversation, and learn from industry experts. Here's your host, Kelly Lawson. Hey there, welcome to the very first episode of the Workshop Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and I am so excited to have you along on my podcast journey. It is going to be an adventure. To launch the show, I had a ton of ideas about what to cover in our first workshop. There are so many skills and mindsets we need to pick up as entrepreneurs and go-getters that, frankly, I struggled a bit to know where to start. But when I thought, what is the one thing that you need to master if you ever hope to turn your massive dreams into action? The answer became crystal clear. So what is it? Imposter syndrome. It's the single biggest roadblock that's getting in the way of your dreams and your potential. And it is far more common and more powerful than you probably think. Believe me, I know all about imposter syndrome. Full disclosure, 
It's the very thing that held me back from starting this podcast dream of mine much sooner than today. So in today's workshop, we're going to tackle imposter syndrome head on. Before we dive in, go download the workbook for this episode in the show notes on my website, kellylawson.ca slash blog slash 001. Or just grab a pen and paper to follow along with some simple exercises I'll get you to do throughout the show to help design your custom imposter syndrome busting plan. And if you're driving or at the gym and you can't write right now, no worries. Just listen along and take it all in. You can always go back later and get the workbook and try the exercises then. Are you ready? Let's do this. But first, maybe you're thinking, Kelly, I've been hearing about this imposter syndrome thing, but I don't actually know what it is. My friend, Imposter syndrome is that little cartoon devil guy sitting on your shoulder telling you lies. Lies like, you're a fraud. You don't belong. You don't deserve your accomplishments. Ah, it's just luck. You aren't qualified. You're not good enough or experienced enough. Or maybe, why bother? There's already so many people doing what I'm about to do. And heck, they're already doing it much better than I ever could. Does any of that sound familiar? I'm guessing it probably does. Imposter syndrome is crazy common, but that doesn't mean it's not dangerous. Imposter syndrome is super toxic. It can literally rob you of your dreams. It's like air brakes on your potential. Okay, this is our first little exercise. I want you to write down the biggest single lie you tell yourself that holds you back. What does your particular evil little shoulder devil tell you? I find writing things down helps to make them real. It might be something like, I don't have time, or I'm not good enough, or there's already so many people doing the thing that I'm thinking about doing. Something like that. Okay, now that you've written that down, I've got some good news. There is a cure for imposter syndrome. We'll get to that later in the workshop, but first we're going to unpack what imposter syndrome is how to spot it in yourself and in others, why imposter syndrome is so darn powerful, and most importantly, how to master it. I've got some simple tips on how to tame it once and for all, and I'm going to give you the exact things so that you can start doing that today to conquer that evil little devil guy so that you can reach your full potential and achieve your biggest goals starting right now. You guys, I love podcasts. I eat them like candy. I've been wanting to start my own for a long time now. So here it is, 2020, and I'm just getting going. Why? Can you guess? You got it. Imposter syndrome. In this episode, I'm going to share with you the mindset shifts and behavior changes that I needed to make in order to get this podcast dream of mine out of my head and into the world. And I'm going to guide you through the sometimes really uncomfortable actions you need to take to put your imposter syndrome behind you for good to get your focus back on crushing your goals. Sound good? I thought so. 
I want to interrupt for a quick sec to tell you about a product that I've recently come across. I have never been a fan of wearing pantyhose. Most of the time after one wash, they would pill and tear. And honestly, it always just felt like an enormous waste of money to own them. Then came Sheertex, the strongest pantyhose in the world delivered right to my door in the cutest little box. Their fibers don't exist anywhere else on the market. They actually miniaturize the fibers used in bulletproof vests to create a knit just as strong as the people who wear them. You basically have to be Hulk to rip these things. And they have quickly converted me into a person that raves endlessly about my shears. I don't want you to miss out. So head over to kellylawson.ca slash sheertex, S-H-E-E-R-T-E-X and use the code kellyslawson10 to save 10% on your new pair of shears today. Okay. Let's get really clear on what imposter syndrome is and how it can show its ugly face in your life. The Harvard Business Review textbook definition of imposter syndrome goes like this. Imposter syndrome is a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. Harvard Business Review goes on to say that imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that overrides any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. They seem unable to internalize their accomplishments, however successful they are in their field. In fact, it has been estimated that nearly 70% of people will experience signs and symptoms of this imposter phenomenon at least once in their life. Yep, these crazy feelings are shockingly common yet rarely discussed. In a recent survey, it was found that 70 to 80% of Harvard Business School students experience imposter syndrome. I mean, these are Harvard Business School students, you guys. Aren't they supposed to be perfect and accomplished? Imposter syndrome is real. It does not discriminate. And most importantly, if you've ever felt its negative pulls, I want you to know that you are definitely not alone, my friend. Also, I can't help but think of the recent Grammy Awards where Billie Eilish tried to deflect her accolades to other nominees because she didn't feel she deserved the award. Listen to this quote and see if you can guess who said it. It's almost like the better I do, the more my feeling of inadequacy actually increases because I'm just going. Any moment, somebody's going to find out I'm a total fraud that I don't deserve any of what I've achieved. I can't possibly live up to what everyone thinks I am and what everyone's expectations are of me. Got any guesses to who said that? Nope, it's not Debbie Downer or your insecure best friend. That's Emma Watson. Take a listen to what Penelope Cruz had to say about imposter syndrome. She said, I feel every time I'm making a movie like it's my first movie. Every time I have the same fear that I'm going to get fired. And I'm not joking. Every movie, the first week, I always feel that they could fire me. It's hard for us to imagine these super accomplished artists and actors would experience imposter syndrome right in front of our very eyes. But my friend, in plain sight, they feel it too. See, I told you you're not alone. So time for another little exercise. I want you to grab your workbook or your pen and paper or just listen along. I want you to think about your fears. What are you scared might happen? 
Are you like Penelope Cruz worrying about getting fired? Are you scared of getting found out? Are you worried you're just running on luck and it's going to run out? I want you to jot that down. We're going to come back to that later. I want to reflect for a moment now on how much wasted potential imposter syndrome creates. How many wonderful things is the world missing out on because 70% of us won't throw our hats into the ring because we can't get past the negative self-talk that holds us back from sharing our full potential. Safe to say, I'm pretty familiar with this skewed type of mindset that caused you to lean in a little or maybe lean in a lot. Rest assured, if you can relate to any of what I just said, you are in exactly the right place here today. As some of you might already know, I used to be a healthcare worker. I used to be an occupational therapist and I decided that I wasn't going to do that anymore. And instead, I picked up my camera that I bought on eBay and I went for it. I started a photography business. But when I made the career shift from healthcare into full-time photography, I read every book I could get my hands on. I took a night course. I bought the best gear I could afford. I practiced on my dog and my friends and family every night, but still, I didn't believe I should do it. There were so many more experienced photographers, more talented photographers, photographers that had a bigger following, that had more established marketing collateral. There were so many reasons. The list goes on and on. They were way ahead of me in every single aspect of the profession. On top of that, I worried what my former healthcare workers would think of the change. I worried what my tech startup peers would think of me. I worried about what my family would say and how my friends would react to such a change. I had all the fears, you guys. But imposter syndrome can sneak in on you in smaller ways too. I wanna share a story with you about a way imposter syndrome showed up in my life a little more recently in a smaller but still significant way. In the fall, I created this free guide, how to take product photos that sell using only your smartphone and household supplies. People could download the guide for free off my website. I gave step-by-step instructions for taking great looking product photos using natural light, a method that I've used in my own business time and time again using just my smartphone and I would edit them using free apps on the market. I tweaked and edited this free guide for a couple of weeks I doubted it for a couple weeks more, and then I finally quietly shared it on Instagram. It got around 25 downloads, then I never mentioned it again. I assumed it was a complete failure, and I was so glad, actually, that only 25 people saw it. A few months later, I ran into my girlfriend, Shelly. She owns a retail shoe store here in town. I ran into her at a local coffee shop. And she casually tells me how helpful this guide was for her and for her team. I was super stunned. I thought, are we talking about the same guide here? And then Shelly proceeded to scroll through her phone's camera roll to show me the before and after photos that she was taking of her products and how much their photos had improved after downloading my guide. I was blown away at the difference my guide actually created these amazing results for her and her team. I had doubted myself once again, only this time I realized it had prevented more people from getting these incredible results that Shelly and her team were getting. I was super shocked. In my dismay and shock, I asked her to send the photos to me from her camera roll. 
This time around, I shared the guide again, but I yelled it from the hilltops. You guys, I have about 50 or so freebies on the internet via my website and other places. And this ended up being by far my most downloaded freebie yet. It's a total hit, actually. People are sending me these crazy good results that they're getting from following the steps in the guide. I'm getting thank you emails. They're sharing it in their stories. Like it kind of exploded. But because of the evil imposter syndrome, it almost died before it even had a chance. It was almost DOA. In this case, literally hundreds of people would have missed out on making an improvement in their businesses. By the way, if you're looking to get your hands on a copy of that guide now, I'll add a link to it in the show notes for this episode so you can grab it. Because if you're like me, you're probably FOMOing pretty hard right now. I used to feel like I lived in a perpetual Groundhog Day. Every Sunday, I would need to sit down and take time to think about what I would cook for the week, make a list of what groceries I would need to buy, and then go spend hours at the grocery store collecting the ingredients, sometimes needing to visit two or three places to find everything I needed. And still, we felt like we were eating the same meals over and over. Enter HelloFresh. The meals are pre-planned, the groceries are gathered, and everything I need to prepare delicious meals for my family is dropped off at my door once per week. We are discovering new delicious recipes every week. I am getting the hours of meal prep time back. There is no food waste. And best of all, every meal can be prepared in just 30 minutes. Visit kellylawson.ca slash HelloFresh to check out some of my favorite meals and save $40 on your first box. That's kellylawson.ca slash HelloFresh. So I asked you on Instagram stories, what are some of the most common lies? And I'm calling them lies because that's exactly what they are. What are the common lies you tell yourself that manifest your imposter syndrome? I want to tackle each one head on in this episode. The response I got to this question on Instagram stories was super overwhelming. I guess I shouldn't have been entirely surprised given the stats of how many of you showed up and spilled how you mean talk yourselves. But when I read through the responses, I was able to identify six common themes, six recurring themes. I'm going to list them now. You said things like, my idea is not unique. There are already so many others doing it so well already. The second theme was, I don't feel ready. Things aren't perfect yet. Does that sound familiar? I thought it might. Theme number three, what if I start and I can't stick with it? Ooh, I related to this one. Theme number four was, but what will people think or say? Theme number five, the competition is too fierce. Ooh, confidence kryptonite right there. And finally, the sixth theme from my Instagram poll was number six, I don't deserve any accolades. Ouch, you guys. Just reading that list takes me back to a time and a mindset that was just so limiting. So here's the plan. We're gonna go through each of these six big themes of the imposter syndrome narrative. We're gonna unpack each one and then the workshop part. I'll share some simple actions you can take today to begin beating imposter syndrome once and for all. So keep your workbook or notebook handy. Let's start with imposter syndrome theme number one. This is a big one. Do you ever say to yourself, my idea is not unique. There are already so many others doing it so well already. What if you tried replacing that shitty self-talk with this truth bomb? 
you are unique because there really is only one of you. This is so important. I'm going to repeat it. You are unique. There is only one of you. It's true. You're most definitely unique. Here's the important thing you need to understand. Your idea probably isn't unique. And that's okay because most ideas are not original. Most dreams and goals aren't unique. And that's okay. Take it from Mark Twain who said, there's no such thing as a new idea. It's impossible. We simply take a lot of old ideas and put them into sort of a mental kaleidoscope. We give them a turn and they make new and curious combinations. Imagine for a second if Oprah didn't pitch her show idea because at that time, there were already so many talk shows on the market. They were in their prime in the 80s, weren't they? What if Beyonce decided that she wouldn't pitch Destiny's Child because there was already TLC? Okay, I'm probably dating myself there, but just think of all the greats that you idolize in your world and then think of the hundreds of people who did exactly what they did first and very well. I can relate. Last year, I quadrupled my old healthcare salary doing photography and education. Now, I'm not saying this to brag, so stay with me for a minute. What I want to drill home to you is this. If I didn't just finally get over it and stick a free photo shoot ad on Facebook, shout out to Andrea and Kelly G who let me take photos of them all over my bedroom, what sports they were. Without that first imperfect, awkward step, I would have never gotten here. I stayed in side hustle mode a lot longer than I should have, I think, but that's a topic for a future podcast. What I'm trying to say is that you got to start somewhere and yes, it will be imperfect and clumsy and awkward and unprofessional. Everyone starts there. Everyone. More importantly, whatever it is that you're setting out to do, no one will do it like you do. And there are more people in the world who need to hear it or receive it or see it from you, not from Beyonce, not from Oprah, not from whoever is already doing it in your network, but from you. You are their person. You are the one they are drawn to. You are the one they relate to. They feel close to you. Okay, exercise time. I want you to write down three things that make you, well, you. Get really specific here. What do you love? What do you hate? What's something people don't know about you? A defining experience, an embarrassing obsession. What I'm getting at here is that there's never been another you. You are quite literally irreplaceable. Not being unique isn't actually even an option. Do you see what I'm getting at? Okay, one imposter syndrome dragon slayed. Now we're going to move on to theme number two. It was, I don't feel ready. Things aren't perfect yet. And guess what? Things are never ready. So instead of waiting for a perfect moment that is never gonna come, here's what you've got to do. Just start despite not feeling ready. Easy, right? (laughs) Okay, maybe that sounds easier said than done. Let's explore this. The more you do the scary thing, the sooner it will become less scary. And the sooner you do it, the sooner you'll get better and better at it. Let's take me for example again. If I'd waited for perfect, thousands of people would have missed out on the photographic memories that I've created for them. Hundreds of people would have missed out on learning to use their cameras if I let imposter syndrome prevail. When you think about it this way, 
It's actually quite selfish to hold back. There, I said it. A little tough love here, you guys. Imposter syndrome is really just another way of being self-centered and making it all about you. If you're truly showing up to serve the world and the people who love and admire you, do you think it's best to withhold your talent, your ability, your skill, or your information because of some evil imaginary little friend? Think of it like this. Think of the people that you could be helping if you just started. Think of the people who are missing out on the gifts that you have to offer, all because you're telling yourself a silly story of personal inadequacy. Do you see what I'm getting at? Have you guys seen my new website? It's pretty gorgeous. And if I know you, you're probably feeling like your website isn't as good as you'd like it to be, and you're struggling a little to find the perfect solution. Well, my friend, I have some advice for you. Get a tonic site. Until I discovered tonic, I was on that struggle bus too. And my tonic site has forever changed the way I show up online and in my business. Tonic sites are completely customizable. They're code free and built with all the best marketing strategies in mind. It's time for you to have a site that looks just as good and probably even better than others in your industry so you can finally stand out in a way that's perfectly unique to you. And today I'm giving you that extra little nudge that I think you've been waiting for. Save 15%. That's up to $200 on your new site. Just go to kellylawson.ca slash tonic site to find your perfect site and use the code Kelly Lawson to save 15% on your gorgeous new site today. Day. Okay, workshop time. I want you to write down a goal you've been putting off because you don't feel ready or the stars haven't perfectly aligned or yada, yada, yada. Then I want you to commit to one action you can take today that will put you on the path of that goal. Write it down. Okay, good stuff. Because now you have a contract with yourself to start. It's official. You wrote it down. Now you've got to do it. Now you're ready to start, even though you don't feel ready. And that's when theme number three in the imposter syndrome train pulls into the station. What if I start and I can't stick with it? This is when you need to take consistent action, even when it feels wrong or scary. This one's all about the practical steps that will naturally build momentum and fuel your progress. First, I want you to make a schedule. And then I want you to put other people in the schedule. There, now you've committed. The first thing I did for this podcast was invited people for guest interviews. Well, okay, I guess the first thing was I thought about the premise and the guests and then I asked the guests. But I did this really close to the beginning because once it was in their calendars, I was responsible for someone more than just myself. And that makes a huge difference. We people are weird like that. When we're accountable to other people, it's serious. But when we're accountable to just ourselves, eh, you can take it or leave it. Next, I want you to sit down and make a thorough to-do list of what needs to be done to get from start to finish. Then break it down into what one action or one thing you can be doing each day to move closer to the finish line. You can use Google Keep or a project management software if you need to to stay on top of it. Writing it down makes it real. And you'll be able to see your progress as you slay your steps. Make sure you give yourself little rewards along the way. Finally, I want you to prioritize yourself like you would a client or a friend. I know, I know, it's only my first episode and I'm already telling you all of these things to do, but I think I know you at least a little bit already. 
I know that you're the kind of person who is committed to the people in your life and you would never want to let them down. When it comes to putting your dreams and your goals and your ideas first, well, that's when things fall apart. Today that stops, okay? I want you to commit to yourself and follow your own big dream or big goals as if you're committed to someone other than yourself. That can feel scary or even wrong to put yourself first, but you don't serve others by sacrificing yourself. Think of it this way. You want to become your own client. How about for once, you're the one asking for support. Find a friend or a colleague to be your accountability buddy and get them to check in on a regular basis to make sure you're doing the things you need to do to move forward. Otherwise, everyone else's needs are going to continue to come first and your dreamer goal will continue to simmer on the back burner for Lord knows how long. Okay, so just to recap, remember that the way to tackle your fear of starting and not sticking with it is to create a plan for consistent action that will keep you going and when possible, get other people in there so that you're accountable to people other than just yourself. That's when you're going to come face-to-face with theme number four in our imposter syndrome story. What will people think or say? This one is a killer. Girlfriend, this is when you got to put your blinders on and stay focused. I want you to stay in your lane with what other people are doing. I want you to stop the comparison game I want you to stay in your lane with regards to what other people might be thinking or saying and stay focused with respect to ignoring the shiny objects. I recently came across a study from the Journal of Media Psychology that found we tend to respond negatively to positive posts from strangers on social media, something that seemed a little backwards even to the researchers. So if you find yourself feeling blue after seeing what your peers are showing you on social media, it might be time for you to cut back a little. As long as you're being inspired and motivated by social media, that's great. But I want you to start taking a little inventory of your mood following your sessions with Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or wherever your go-to social media platform is. If you're noticing that your scrolling leaves you feeling less than, I want you to limit it. Why give your energy and time to something that isn't moving you upward and onward? If you struggle with focus, there's something else I want to challenge you to do. I want you to log off of all social media for three to five days. It can be over a weekend or throughout the week, whatever works for you. Think of it like a detox. And now each time you reach for that Instagram scroll or Facebook binge, instead, I want you to move over to your to-do list. I don't know about you, but I think if I crunch together all the time I've spent just mindlessly scrolling, There are hundreds of productivity hours in there. And if scrolling social media only leads you to feel inferior, well, that's even more reason to ditch it for the sake of focus. Okay, another item on the theme of other people, imposter syndrome theme number five, the competition is too fierce. This is when you need to flip your limiting belief that someone else's win is your loss. That's simply not true. It's time to adopt an abundance mindset and realize there's more than enough success to go around. You might not know this already, but it's a cold, hard fact that mindset can radically affect the course of your life. Overwhelming research on mindset shows that the way you think about yourself and the world around you can drastically change the way you learn, how you handle stress, 
how you create success, your resilience, and even how your immune system functions. Stephen Covey coined the term abundance mentality or abundance mindset in his 1989 bestseller, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He defined the term simply as a concept in which a person believes there are enough resources and successes to share with others. He contrasts it with the scarcity mentality, for example, destructive and unnecessary competition, which is founded on the idea that if someone else wins or is successful in a situation, that means you lose, not considering the possibility of all parties winning in some way or another in any given situation. Since that time, Fostering an abundance mindset has become widely recognized as a beneficial endeavor in personal and spiritual development. The prevailing belief is that creating an abundance mindset allows you to live an unlimited, full, and satisfying life, to exude happiness despite circumstance, to give and receive affections and items of high value with ease, to feel plentiful, creative, and inspired, to take full advantage of and enjoy new opportunities that come your way, to create memorable and meaningful life experiences, to feel secure and confident in your life endeavors, and create successful outcomes. We're going to deep dive into the abundance mindset in an upcoming episode, but for now, I just want you to pay attention to those times when you found yourself begrudging someone else's success or playing that tiny, sad, I'll never succeed violin to yourself. You can and you will succeed, but not with that mindset. If you want to get your hands on a copy of that 1989 bestseller I was talking about earlier, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I'll add a link to that in the show notes as well. It's a good read. Finally, we're moving on to the sixth and final item in the imposter syndrome greatest hits. I don't deserve any accolades. What if you kicked this self-deprecation to the curb and instead owned your accomplishments and successes. Hopefully by now, you've learned that imposter syndrome doesn't discriminate. I mean, even the majority of Harvard business grads identify with imposter syndrome. I'm sure that somewhere along the way, Oprah and Beyonce have had to come to terms with their own imposter syndromes before they could realize their own success. So we need to work on your self-talk. I want you to write down all of your credentials for the thing that you're dreaming of doing or the goal that you want to knock out of the park. Grab a pen and write these down. And by the way, a reminder that there's a workbook to go with this episode that summarizes and outlines everything that I've been asking you to do. If you want that, you can just go to the show notes for this episode and just fill it out. Go to kellylawson.ca slash blog slash 001 to grab your copy. Sometimes in an effort to avoid sounding like a blowhard, you might become overly modest But keeping your success to yourself and minimizing your achievements can be a real problem too. Perhaps you just got a promotion and you don't tell your friends the good news because you're afraid they'll think you're bragging. Consequently, they miss out on celebrating with you. Maybe you're talking to your own boss during an annual performance review and you downplay your achievements to avoid sounding like a narcissist and ultimately you get passed over for the promotion. You guys, it's all to say that it's okay to share your success as long as you're doing it in an authentic and humble way. I'm gonna share with you seven ways you can talk about your accomplishments without sounding like a braggart. Because if I know you, and I think I do, 
you struggle with talking about your own accomplishments. So here we go. Number one is keep the emphasis on your hard work. Saying things like, ah, that was easy or, oh, I barely broke a sweat sounds arrogant and it undermines your effort. When you've accomplished something big, don't be scared to emphasize your hard work. Say things like, hey, thanks, I worked really hard to make that happen. People will respect your triumphs when they know you put in a lot of effort. The second one, and I know you wouldn't do this anyway, but sometimes when we're insecure, these things can slip out. The second one is don't belittle other people. Avoid making disparaging remarks about other people in exchange for receiving a compliment. Put downs like, oh, the other people in the office could have never done this won't elevate your status. You'll just sound mean. Leave out comparisons if you can. If you cross the road race finish line in first place, it's okay to say you were first. Just don't add the second place finisher was a minute behind you. It is no secret at all that I love to shop. When I find something I love, I buy it in every color and I live in it. Generally speaking, I dress for casual style and comfort, but I also invest in pieces that go with everything else in my closet. I guess I'm a lover of leverageability in all areas of life. I get asked a lot where I got my clothing items and I try to tag these products as I post them online. But for those of you that want to get a better look at what I'm adding to my capsule each season, head to kellylawson.ca slash mystyle. I'll add the latest and greatest fashion items as I find them and link to the best deals I can find. So make sure you check in regularly and happy shopping workshop warriors. The third one is To give credit where it's due, always acknowledge the team or your friends or your family who helped you along the way. Similar to the acknowledgements page of a book or an Oscar winner's acceptance speech or tagging people on social media, point out that you weren't solely responsible for your success. Say, I couldn't have done this without the support from my spouse or my team really stepped up to make this happen. People are especially receptive to hearing success stories when credit is given where it's due. Number four is stick to the facts. Sweeping generalizations and positive labels equate to tooting your own horn. Stick to self-disclosure rather than self-praise and you'll sound far more authentic. Rather than saying, I'm an excellent leader, say things like, since I took over the team, sales have doubled. Let other people interpret the facts. If they conclude you're an excellent leader or a rock star salesperson on their own, you'll still come across as modest. Okay, the last one is express gratitude. And I know you're probably doing this already anyway. Make it clear that you don't think you deserve good fortune simply because you're a great person. Show gratitude by saying, I'm grateful that the company gave me this opportunity or I'm thankful that I have such a supportive family. Expressing gratitude will show that you are down to earth. I've got another little exercise for you. To help you acknowledge all that you've accomplished, I want you to grab a pen and paper or grab your laptop to write down your accomplishments. I want you to write down all the successes you've had. I want you to write down the knowledge and the skill sets that you possess. I want you to do even 10 minutes, even five minutes. This is a big deal. You've got to acknowledge that you actually have skills that line you up for achieving your goals and for accepting your accolades. So when you write down this list, you're going to look at it and think, hey, look at this list. I've done all that. That is me. You can start way back from when you're young if you want to. 
Like when I was in middle school, I got the third highest grade school average in my graduating middle school class. I was a total keener, you guys, throughout grade school. And I worked my butt off for it. I never had to worry about how my parents felt about my grades because I always felt way prouder or way more discouraged and disappointed than they did about what I accomplished. It always seemed ridiculous to me when I was a kid that my parents needed to sign my papers and my tests and things. So yeah, I'm writing that on my list because I think my fierce independence and my strong keenership makes its way into my business today. So write it all down. Don't be shy. It's only for you to look at. I think it's important that we're aware of the stories we're telling ourselves. If you're stuck in the story that you're not credible or original or successful, you guys, that's exactly where you're going to stay. You can't stay stuck in a bad story. We've got to change that story. And it starts with writing a list of all your skills and knowledge and accomplishments. You've got to acknowledge it all. I want you to look at the proof on that list that you're going to write and it's proof of your credibility and your accomplishments and use it to reframe the story that you tell yourself. In fact, I want you to tell yourself that you are successful, you are credible, you are unique. And then when you do that, you'll start to show up in the world with more confidence and finally, finally be aware that you can overcome imposter syndrome at any moment, at any time. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. I definitely got a little more worked up on the topic than I expected, but I think the reason is that I see so much potential in you. I know you, I get you, and I know that you've got to get your offers, your skills, whatever it is that you possess into the world, your promotions, your message, and only you can deliver it the way that you deliver it. So I'm on a soapbox right now saying that you've got to let that imposter syndrome go. Just move forward. And when it shows up, now you know how to smack it back down. Just say, no, I'm not going there. And just like my experience with putting out that free resource, it showed up. But I just had to smack it down really quick. You are able to do that as well. So let's not say it's going to just go away completely, but it's very, very manageable, this imposter syndrome thing. And I know that you've got this. Let's recap really quickly. Number one is you are unique. There is only one of you. Number two is just start despite not feeling ready. Number three is take consistent action, even when it feels wrong or scary. Number four is put your blinders on and stay focused. Number five is adopt an abundance mindset. And number six is own your accomplishments and successes. They're all you. There you have it. By now, you see how truly crippling and limiting imposter syndrome can be. And I've given you a bunch of practical things you can start doing immediately to banish that little devil who's been whispering to you all these years. Thank you so much for tuning in to my very first episode of the Workshop Weekly Podcast. You, my friend, are exactly the reason why I pushed myself out of the imposter syndrome trenches and into the just friggin' do it trenches. And I will be forever grateful that you showed up here and dedicated an hour of your time to be with me. I'm so excited to see you next week as we keep building you and your business upward and onward. 
Thanks for listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. If you like our show and want to know more, check out www.theworkshopweekly.com or leave a review on iTunes. And we'll see you next week for another action-packed episode, you Workshop Warrior, you.